Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Happy New Year. My mic is not on. Happy oh, Gregorian. Is it on? calendar is this thing rec- okay <laughs> <laughs> is this thing recorded <laughs> shout out to t.s madison yes um actually i watch i i recently watched a show of her she had tokyo tony tokyo on, oh yeah uh um, black china's mom black china's mom on there and I was dying that was laughing. A really good I was cracking up. <laughs> I was, it was so I was funny. like, "Ooh, okay, this is old school talking right now." Like at some of the moments, I was like, "Okay, this is old school talking right now," old but it's still talking. funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's ridiculous. It just it was ex- all that I expect from uh, the Supreme Queen's Court. Is that yeah. The Queen Supreme the Court. Queen Supreme Yes, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I expected when you bring these two entities together. <laughs> it was going to give. That that exactly yeah. what I thought it was going to give. She um what what was the most ridiculous thing that she said? When she, she said, said she was pause. gay. No, 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 no. She, she, oh, she said she was gay. And but she's Yeah, she said she was gay, but but she's she wants to be with men, but she doesn't believe in bisexuality. Yeah. So it's either you gay or you straight. There's no in between. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's really old school. That's very Flame Monroe type of tea. Yeah, and that we all were boys. <laughs> right. It's actually the opposite. Yeah, we all are females. Exactly. And then it, it, then if you got the Y chromosome, you sprout into a boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then what else did she say? You talking um, about the horrors part? Oh, when she was talking about Wendy wanted to fuck her. <laughs> oh, Wendy, 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 Wendy wanted to have that black hole. that black hole, baby. I fell out. I had hollered. Um, I fell oh, out. Oh, she is so ridiculous, but so entertaining. <laughs> But she uh, was so serious. She yes. Was, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck me. <laughs> that. I was like, that's too descriptive for it to be a lie. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's not. No, no, no. I know Wendy turned up, but Wendy be talking about her turning up. And, you know, but I don't know about her wanting to fuck Tokyo Tony because we know. I'm talking right. about the black hole part. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I just was, was trying to up. really picture her going around and talking a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it, it just didn't seem so like ridiculous. it would be physically possible. <laughs> so, shout out to C.S. Madison at the Queen Supreme Court. Y'all have been turning up lately and been having the good guest. Back on, moving right along from Mother Kai. I'm glad that the, it has continued. <laughs> it has continued to grow and be amazing for. She's still trying to read people in her basement <laughs> with her girl. Wood pay, that, pay that phone bill. <laughs> with her wood pay that phone bill and get out people business. <laughs> girl, I'm gonna try to act like you surprised, girl. <laughs> That's why y'all couldn't come through. Girl, let's call, let me call it real quick so I can call. Girl. <laughs> right. If you're going to be nasty, at least pay your phone bill. Uh, late, late bill. nasty. Like, I heard her. She was reading Lizzo, and she just. Oh, we just died about to. Like, yeah, I don't pay attention to that. Oh, I'm just know. saying, like, the she's still reading people, and I'm like, that's. That's on brand for her. Comes, the only thing I think is funny. Place. I'm sorry. The only thing I think is funny is when people use her as memes. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's she's that's she's funny. such a memeable person. <laughs> Not taking anything away from her because she does have a personality, even if you don't like it. She does have a personality. Right. She's funny. She can say some funny shit. But and like, is the, all the reads coming from her? Because every time she reads, I see her reading it from a piece of paper. Or <laughs> I wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think she's quite hilarious. I don't. It's it's. It, I don't think that she's not funny. Is not a personality. She's definitely a memeable personality. Where, she's just too transphobic for my taste. Yeah, yeah, but shit, yeah, that's, that's a lot of people. That's what really makes me be like, nah. But anyway, shout out to Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Maddie at the Queen Supreme Court. That episode was fire with Tony. I thought it was so hilarious, and y'all need to go check it out if y'all have not seen it. It is. It is just as ridiculous as you think it would be. <laughs> For real. It was really good. Uh, so, what else has been going on? Like, lately, white men have been tripping. I had to cuss out this white man the other day at the uh, grocery store because, like, he felt entitled to go where he was going. And I, I guess I was moving too slow for him. And it didn't really click to me until he said something. I'm trying to go to the right. And then I, I looked at him like, who the fuck are you talking to? And he just kept on going. And like lately, I just been dealing with their looks. I was like, okay, this is when it's starting to unfold more often. Mm. Being a black man rather than them being like unsure. I won't say unsure before when I transitioned, but not really seeing me as a threat, I guess I should say. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I've been dealing with lately and just just the looks with my hair like from white women at my job just a lot a lot of microaggressions like i'm trying to learn how to navigate that so that's as of lately welcome (laughs) welcome uh, being black I, yeah, definitely. Really, you wasn't having microaggressions before. I was, but now it's like a uptick. Um, like being seen as a as black a man, man. Yeah, yeah, as a black man, I feel like it's. 
I don't know. It's a different level of hostility they have. Also, like, I remember when you had uh, Carter on here and he was talking about dealings with police and stuff. And lately, they even been looking, paying attention to me more, like observing my tattoo, just like getting into everything now. Mm-hmm. And before it was just kind of like, whatever. Like, it's so weird. It's, it's weird. <laughs> and it's kind of like, damn, like, I got to be more conscious of how I move. Because one little slip up, if you happen to be somewhere where a police officer are, and they already trying to profile you and staring extra hard. Because they've been doing that. So, it's like, it's weird. It's so weird. I guess for me, it's, it, uh, I only engage with white people in my life now the the frequency is really in activist spaces mm. um i don't live around any white people it's just black and latinas in this apartment complex oh it's mm. a white man across the hallway but he old and he don't say nothing like literally only time I see him is when we're in the office complaining about something together. <laughs> gotcha. They need to come pick up their motherfucking trash or like upstairs, dude. He uh, let his dog tear up shit and then it just flies down on the ground and he's in the second floor and we on the first. And he will spend days, hmm. like not just days, like a whole week without him coming down and cleaning it up. Hmm. And so, baby, <laughs> me and that white man was in there like, hey. <laughs> What is going on? I'm that neighbor. As long as I won't bother you if you like. I'm the type of neighbor that won't bother you about noise, mm-hmm. but like leave. That's I don't want to come out and walk into that. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. So stop. Yeah, that, like come clean it up. Right. And so, and then he lives around older, mature people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the second from the youngest, right? in this area mm. other than like the little kids with their parents over here but mm. me it's me i'm like in my 30s mm-hmm. the girl the, the the latina woman next door she's in her 50s you actually talk to your neighbors a lot of people don't do that just yeah because i don't know nobody what do you mean, what do you mean talk okay oh like, you observant though is I'm that observing. what it is okay. okay but you know their ages <laughs> she's our from observation okay. she's, yeah. guesses. she's okay. like in her 50 and he like probably 60 or 70 the white man across the street oh, okay um now my neighbor next door like her next right next door mm-hmm. i speak mm-hmm. like if i see her coming out her door i say hey she says hey like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a cordial okay. but we ain't hey girl what's the scene okay no none <laughs> of that i don't know that's not gotcha. my personality um, trying only person that I actually speak to is Miss Donna upstairs. That's because she's a talkative person. Mm. She's not just hey and bye. She mm. she gonna say, "Oh, I love your hair." Oh, and she's a neighbor that talks. She's a neighbor, <laughs> but she also has a dog that I love. Zeus. Okay, okay, so I'll talk to her. But she's also. Um, also, when Brandon lived here, they kiki together. Mm. So it's just different. So it just opened up the door for her to speak to me. But prior to him living with me, we didn't speak. Mm. <laughs> She'll just say, hey. Oh, and then there's a deaf guy next door to her. Mm. But he's deaf, so he doesn't really speak like that. He just mm. waves his hand. So we just wave. And mm. 
He usually t- hits me up on Jack. He's not. <laughs> not hitting me up. He's a what gay boy. He do speak? He's a gay boy. Okay, oh, okay. okay. So he's when he's speaking, he'll hit me up on Jack. Hey, Miss Diamond. Oh, so he's a gay boy. So he's <laughs> super nice. And so he, so we don't really speak, speak. And so Miss mm. Donna. Yeah, so it's not like a lot of, and then the the ones with the kids, we mm-hmm. definitely don't speak because we got into it with them about them kicking the ball and they broke my window. Ooh, they was kicking the ball when we walked when we walked up. Yeah, they done broke my window because they playing soccer and y'all see all that grass is mm-hmm. when me when I first moved here. You remember this used to be really grassy it, and green. You did have a lot of foliage. Lot of foliage, baby. Since they've been no, you see that whole thing right there is just dirt because they play mud and dirt because they play soccer. Oh, and I'm not tripping about the kids playing, uh-huh. but it's a whole little thing back here in the back that you can go play soccer in <laughs> and wear it out. But in front of our doors, you wearing it out like I don't like my that. window. <laughs> and right, I ain't even tripping about you playing. I ain't even say nothing about that. Like even though it annoys me when I come out and I don't see my green grass, but. <laughs> You know, I don't say nothing. I don't say nothing at all. Cool. You know, they are kids because they kids. They're right. playing, so it's no tripping. But then y'all kicking the ball and breaking windows. <laughs> That's different. That's just different. That's like you know. I hate to. I never wanted. I. I. I when I was little, I used to be like, I'll never be the adult. Ah, stop doing. I'll never be that, and I still was. I still don't say nothing to them. But when you breaking windows, I gotta come out and say something. Mm-hmm. I gotta come out and say, "Yo, because I'm about to pay for this." So no, 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 I'm not, not paying for this. <laughs> 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 so you, you told the office, and no, they're not gonna make you pay for it. Oh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all breaking windows, and this is a problem. And so, um, or they wasn't just breaking. It wasn't just oh, you. It's you hitting my door. You're hitting. <laughs> You're hitting what? the window. You're like you're like you're hitting things with the ball. Y'all kick it with all y'all might, basically. Right, and it's hitting my door, and I'm like, okay, I'm in here. I'm trying to sleep, and y'all kicking my door. That's interesting because the way that your door set up, the way, the way you would think they, it wouldn't, it wouldn't would hit, it wouldn't but hit baby, it. it'd be hitting. <laughs> and so the last draw was the break. Mm-hmm. So and it used to be cool because I would be at work all day. Mm-hmm. But now I'm not at work, baby. <laughs> Find somewhere else to play with your boy. Yeah, you, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't do that, baby. You can't what do you it. about to mace somebody? Who was you about to mace that one time? Who was I about to mace? She about always to mace about somebody. to mace somebody. Who were you about to mace? You were about to mace somebody neighbor? inside. Somebody. A neighbor. I don't remember a neighbor. Oh. I never got into it with a neighbor. Maybe it was Brandon. <laughs> it probably was Brandon. It probably was. It was. Yeah. Um, but you say you don't really interact with white people. Oh, yeah. So okay. I, I brought that up to say I don't really, in my life now, I don't really engage with. Yeah. Now that I'm not working at Bath and Body Works, all right, I yeah. don't have a lot of white people that I'm engaging with. So all the stores I go to are black, not black owned, but like they brown and black. Brown and black. Customers. Yeah. Mm. Um, my favorite restaurant is Asian or Latinx. Mm. Um all yeah everything around here that around me mm-hmm. is black brown or minority mm-hmm. it's not really white like i don't I have it's you. no white around here um 
So I'm not really lately. I haven't been really engaging with white people in the same way because I'm not, I don't work there anymore. You don't. Mm. You're just yeah. not running into white people. Yeah, I'm See. just not. So it's been like a down tick for me. I haven't been really. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas my job is majority white. It's oh. corporate. Also, uh, we kind of stay in a area like uh, the neighborhood over is like million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. But even though where we stay, it's like black and it's it's mostly black nowadays. Like it's black and like a mixture here and there. Mm-hmm. Like it's a white man, a white random man that be talking to me. He seemed cool. Then it's. <laughs> It's a few Latinx folks, but it's mostly like Africans and African American people. Gotcha. Yeah, but every time I go to the store, since it's kind of in that neighborhood where the million dollar homes is at, then it'd be like white people that go shop there all the time. And they'd be mm. being, it'd be all white people too. They'd be like being real aggressive with their baskets and trying to get in front of me and swerve in front of me. I'd be, <laughs> it be annoying. Yeah, I just it, it was only at work that I really I'm in, yeah. in realizing thinking about it now because I didn't think about it, but realizing it that you yeah, normalized it, it, it then. It, it, I was like, oh okay, mm. but yeah, it was at work that I used to engage with white people, not mm. at, not not at home at all because <laughs> all my even my management is nothing but Latinx. Mm. It, yeah, because all of the manage the um like maintenance people mm-hmm. are like next. Mm. <laughs> like us too. Ours too. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't know. I I think I really haven't paid attention to it. But I work from. Well, you know what? I I do talk to white people all the time. I work I work with <laughs> a lot of phone. white people. My <laughs> manager is white, but I I don't never have any problems outside of well in work. But outside of work, um, yeah, I mean, there's microaggressions all the time. It just being yeah. black woman, like you yeah. always come across microaggressions. I get, I think I've normalized it. By yeah, now. you like, do I'm normalize like, it. It's like you really you do. pay attention. It burns your pussy in the moment, and it, you know it's up to you and your level of maturity to depend on how you're going to handle that situation. Right. On how every, much that day, I had to cuss his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, catch me on that day. Yes. Baby, you catch me on that day where I'm feeling really like any slight bother, I'm going off. But I try mm. not to. I really do cuz I don't want any problems, especially as a black a black woman that's always perceived to be angry for no reason at the slightest thing. I try to, you know. Mm. Mm. Be cool. Oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind putting on my angry black so woman. Did this ever happen to you? Because, like, like I do have <laughs> moments where I do go off. You, I don't know if you got it. I know Z been winning, but I don't know if you have diamond. <laughs> mm. But it always seems like somebody within the crowd is always like, ah. Here we go. You're playing the black card. Like, I'll hear something like that within the people uh, around the the people that are around me, not the person that I'm talking to. Oh, I remember you telling me a story. You was with me. That oh, I don't I verbally say it's because I'm black. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I never verbally play that card. I go if I'm if I'm to the point where I think it's because I'm black, I'm going off. I'm not giving you no um I'm not saying, 
oh, is this because I'm black? I'm going, I'm cussing you the fuck out. I'm not going to say Because you know why. We all yeah, know Yeah, I'm not going to say, right. like, pl- I don't play the black card. I just go off. Like, I'm just going to go off on you. I, don't, I like people to know why I'm, I'm pissed at them. So I, like, well, you going to know why I'm pissed. I'm just not going to say, yeah, I'm not just going to say, Oh, it's because I'm black. Like that's well, not a that's not what I really say. What I said at the time was it wasn't <laughs> like it's because. Well, yeah, it was kind of like that. But yeah, you do yeah, you do but, that. No, I was like, oh, but I was like, but it's nothing wrong with that. Was, that's if your thing. I thing. wasn't a black woman, you wouldn't have treated me like this. I know that yeah, if I wasn't it. black in general, you wouldn't have treated me like this. Like right. Like there's so many. But I don't think happens. I verbal. I don't think mm. I ever verbalize it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I ever verbalize, like, say to the person who I'm feeling being racist. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I verbalize, you're doing this to me because I'm black. I don't think I ever verbalize it. Because what? I don't like what you just said. The, what you said you did. About, oh, here you go. Or the idea of you playing the race card and... No, I'm just gonna touch your motherfucking Lately, lately, like whenever I dealt with microaggressions with my hair at work, mm-hmm. um, they'll talk about my hair, and I will say I will verbalize my blackness in that moment. I'll be like, "Well, I'm a black man. I'm, my hair sticks up in the air. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like my hair is is it can be nappy. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I, that's the only time I do it, but. Mm. <laughs> but it's nappy and curls. There's a difference. It's still black hair. Yeah, like, but no. Okay, so well, black, we know that black like, hair ranges, but nappy. It, I'm thinking of like hair that's not been combed, no matter what texture it is. Like, mm. I'm thinking of of just matted, and that's mm. what I what I think of. I don't think of like the texture of hair. If that makes sense. When you say nappy, right? I'm I'm thinking of like hair that hasn't been combed or it's just matted and um something like oh you like well, white, well I can't like run my fingers through my hair like so. when white people say ratty hair right <laughs> yeah, something okay. that's unkept well, and, and I never not heard together, of that but but you hear some people say your hair is nappy if you have curly hair I'm like no my hair is just curly it's not mm. nappy well I say that because I, I can't run a lot of um texture um. Not colorism, but with texturism. Like color, yeah, it's like it's like colorism, but with texturism. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of anti-blackness in the word nappy and kinky. Right, and, I, I think and, so too. In how we use them and the connotation that they have, because mm-hmm. there's a history with both of them. So you never know where people are going when they use that kind of language, even right. if it's True. like seems. Um. You know, like innocent. Sometimes, sometimes you you never know what people mean when they say it, and so um, mm. that's what mm, I guess I say that because I rarely comb my hair <laughs> and I can't run my fingers through my hair. So mm. I was just like, shit, because it be nappy too, I, I, and I I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to think of do I have I had a hair moment with only time, only hair moments with white people that I've had in my life is about the switch up. It's not really about, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll come in with a box. I'll come in with a long weave. I'll come with a curly <laughs> weave. I'll come, oh you know what I'm saying? The yeah. switch up, it'll be like, ah, you will like like, yeah, it'll be like a gag. Yeah, it'll be a blonde bob. And it'll be, you know what I'm saying? It'll just switch yes. up. It's never really about um, <laughs> touching my hair. I've gotten it, but it's just not... Um, 
touching my hair, I usually get it when I have braids. Mm-hmm. Like mm. when I have a some type of braid or some type of you know like a faux lock or something that looks yeah. like braids, that's when they'll ask me the can they touch it? Can they um? How long did it take? And you know mm-hmm. shit like that. It's not really um my <laughs> own personal hair. My own personal hair. I maybe have had somebody ask me to touch my hair. Maybe like you know three to four times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely when I have a fro that's picked out, or when oh, I they have like some, a magnet, <laughs> oh, oh, they like a magnet to white hands, um, braids. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I be wanting to touch it too because it's all spongy and stuff. I don't ever want to touch nobody. Well, I do I like be, I do be wanting to touch some people hair, but I'd be like, that's kind of weird. Oh yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> like, I play with my fro when it's big, and but I. Definitely get annoyed when other people be like, but like not just white people, like anybody. I don't care anybody. what black people do it though. I would. I say care that. when anybody touch my hair. <laughs> like, I, I think do not like, think about touching where people's has your hair. Hands, where has your hands been? Now I do, I literally can't visualize a time when I wanted to, when I looked at somebody here and said I want to touch your hair mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I done looked at some ass and said oh I want to touch that ass <laughs> oh I done look at some breasts like oh I want a motorboat or a squeeze <laughs> just because <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. I've looked at things like that but hair I cannot think about a time mm-hmm. when I looked at some oh yes I can when I see them white people with them spikes them like 80, them like <laughs> 80s version of spikes. Mm-hmm. You know how they I have was, the mohawk with yeah. the big soft spikes. The I want to see if they hard if or hard, flexible. Like, why is it sticking up like that? Yeah. Oh, and sometimes white people with dreads. Oh no, hell like, no! I don't want to touch that. Oh, how does this feel? Mm-hmm. Like hell no! Like what? Like it's it's just it's, sometimes. But I never say it. I never go to reach for it. I never <laughs> like. I never those moments but that's a, when i see people like that it's really rare really really rare for me but just in general me thinking of touching somebody's hair no i don't even think about touching somebody's I've hair touched I, mean, a lot I like of to hair. definitely no black people hair i would not like like if you have some weave and i'm like oh this is this is really nice quality like i'll go in and feel the curls like hmm, maybe i should purchase this without but- saying nothing no, I wouldn't just walk up to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and just go through their hair. Now that has happened to me quite a few times. Yeah, but I wouldn't walk up to somebody and just go rub my fingers through their hair. Like, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to purchase this. I guess I'm. That mostly happens when when it's somebody close to me. Yeah, like somebody. It's never strangers. Is that? But it's. It'd be like, oh, I really like her hair today. I want to touch it. Just, uh, older white women don't mind touching my braids. I've had that more real? often than any other time. Really? Older white women, when I have braids, mm-hmm. I've I've had them actually not pull it like pull my head, but actually like pick my hair up and touch like pick it like if because you know I always have long braids if I have braids, uh-huh. and Booty so if braids. they're just sitting there and she's next to me, she'll do like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like oh, oh I, 
how long did these take? And just will grab like the end of it, not pull it, but just grab the end uh-huh. of it. Like, oh, I, I wish like my hair could do this and it, uh, you know, shit like that. <laughs> that normal had. conversation. Yeah, that normal. When I had when I had dreads, white people used to always ask me, "Can you comb them out?" I'd be like, "No." You but it, you could. It just takes a long, take a long ass, ass, time. ass time. I've done it, but. Still, like, no. They're not meant (laughs) to do that. Like, that's mostly what I do with. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. What's basic for me in this life could be just the beginning for you Trans 101 Yeah, yeah. Trans Come and get your Trans 101 Trans 101 Yeah Trans 101 So the dominating theme of this past decade is transgender visibility and awareness. We have seen trans people in spotlights that we have never seen them in before. When we talk about Laverne Cox on the cover of Times Magazine, when we talk about her being Emmy nominated, when we talk about Janet Mock being Emmy nominated, when we talk about Yance Ford being nominated for an Oscar, When we talk about Pose and Transparent, they are on television. They are uh, behind the scenes writing and producing great material for great trans stories and narratives. We have even seen some political groundbreaking from Andrea Jenkins and Philippe Cunningham being both elected to Minneapolis City Council to Danica Roam getting elected and re-elected in her Virginia legislative seat. We have seen amazing step forward in the medical field when it comes to trans people getting access to surgery, sometimes even free of charge or low costs because of Obamacare. Speaking of Obama, one of the legacies of his presidency is his attempt to affirm trans people within the larger culture. He did it through electing some of the first delegates ever in his administration to affirming our right to use the bathroom through his attorney general, his black woman attorney general, making affirming statements and standing on the good side of history when it comes to trans rights in public accommodations. Also in this decade, we have seen an uptick in recognizing Black people's contributions to pride and its history. No longer are we telling a whitewashed story about Stonewall. We are definitely hearing about Marcia P., Sylvia, and Stormy. And even a whole documentary about one of our lasting pioneers, Miss Major Griffin Gracie. We just have seen so much visibility that when it comes to our everyday lives, people are paying attention a little bit more. And this translated to people caring about our deaths and our mistreatment a little bit more than they had in previous decades. 
I don't think without this Hollywood visibility of this, the earlier stages of, you know, trans life, when we talk about even going further before the recent Hollywood explosion, the beginning of the decade, there was a lot of YouTubers who were building community on the internet. I was one of them. And it was so many others, too many to name, but it was a whole community. What happened in the trans community is the same thing that happened in the black hair, natural hair movement. So y'all remember in the early 2000s, 10s, you know, it just was this boom of black natural hair being showcased on the internet. People were building community. People were building businesses. They were celebrating each other. The same exact thing happened in the trans community as well. So we saw people sharing their surgeries, but we saw people sharing their lives and their stories and their experiences as trans people. And it just started a community to where when something big happened, it exploded bigger than what it normally would have in previous decades. So this set the groundwork for big things to happen throughout the rest of the decade. So when something like the Malaysia Booker um, death and assault happens, At the end of the decade, we'd have built a specific infrastructure to get it out. It blew up to a level that we hadn't seen one of our stories blow up to. We literally, thanks to Black Trans Women's Inc., we literally had Congress send a resolution to her funeral, which hasn't been done for a Black trans woman. So visibility and awareness was what this decade was about. I think it's an amazing accomplishment. I think it's an amazing turn of event when it comes to culture. So what do we do with it? So visibility and awareness, if you have <laughs> followed me for some times, you know, I love visibility and awareness. But if visibility and awareness does not come with real life survival mechanisms, it really won't change our lives. It's good to see people um, engaging with shows like Pose and engaging with people online, giving people platforms like Angelica Ross and Ashley Marie Preston and so many other girls that are kind of getting these opportunities like hosting democratic forums, (laughs) stuff like that, stuff we hadn't seen before. I think it's amazing But when it comes to the average, everyday, unprivileged trans person, visibility and awareness doesn't really give them anything. You have to be conscious about creating survival mechanisms, um, dismantling systematic policies that actually stops us from getting access to food, housing, jobs and job security. So we really should be focused this particular decade on dismantling those systems, not the we always going to be trying to dismantle systems, but I'm talking about specific policies that are anti-black, that are transphobic, that are misogynistic, anti-gay, full of homophobia, you know, these rules and systems that are built in these policies we, you get what I'm saying? Culturally, we can't necessarily change somebody's hearts. You can't train people into equity. But what is more practical and tangible is to actually change policies or 
add some policies in that put people on the path to be able to survive and be self-sufficient and okay and to have some type of protection and some type of legal discourse, some type of way to be able to secure their happiness and their pursuit of self-actualization and health. So make sure if you are out here doing the work in this decade, you are trying to bring forth, you are trying to bring forth actual, tangible survival mechanism for our lives, not just visibility and awareness. This past decade, we did some amazing things with visibility and awareness, but do we have to take it to the next level and do a little bit more? All right, that's Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. All right, guys. So I'm you know, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't want to dampen everybody's spirits, but um, I kind of wanted to talk about something that happened recently. There was a, very recently, like two days, like ago. A, two days or a day ago, like <laughs> yeah. recent. There was um, there was a trans woman. Her name was is Christina. Make sure I say her middle name right. Azani. Azani, yes. Christina Azani. And she. Her last name is is Hunter. Christina Azani Hunter. Thank you, Diamond. And, um, but she was in a a domestic violent uh, relationship. And, um, she was trying to leave because he was, um, he hit her. And she was like, you know what, this is it. I'm, I'm just going to pack up my stuff and go. And he pulled out a knife and he stabbed her in the neck. And um, another, I think another another place. But um, she said she 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 died three times and came back. And she had been with him for a while. Well, after the stabbing, she had died. during in the emergency. She died like. Three yeah, times. yeah, yeah. That's oh, what nice. I mean. Yeah. And. um the the reason why I wanted to bring her up is just because um did they get him? Yes, they I, if I'm not mistaken they did get him. Yeah, see. they arrested. Yes, him. they did. They arrested him um this was in Phoenix. In Arizona, yeah. Yes. Um the the news 
the newscast that um, presented it, which was uh, Phoenix 3 TV CBS mm-hmm. five or something. Yeah, they they misgendered her. So you wouldn't even know who they were talking about. Hopefully we can get uh, Griot, trans Griot, to redo the story so that she's not misgendered. But um, thankfully she, she is alive. She is in recovery. Um, she just went into surgery not too long ago for some of her injuries. And hopefully she's she's able to make it through and recover and um, go through some go to some mental therapy, go through some mental therapy to help her through the trauma. Because I know that can be very traumatic. Um, I was bringing this up because a lot of people don't feel like trans women go through. Um, violence when they're in a relationship or or not it's not just in when they're in a relationship but most of the violence that that happens usually is by um well stereotyped by people that they don't know or by men that they have quote unquote tricked when this is not the case and so um she was actually in a relationship with him and um this is something that's common with black women period cis or trans cis, yeah cis or trans Another so, thing that's <clears throat> that's quite common is when you come into when police officers are called. So first, first of all, when it's between a cisgender woman and a man, the the police officers are called more frequently than it is with a cis with a trans woman and mm. a man. Because the bystanders who may get involved, if a guy is beating up a girl, a cisgender girl, mm-hmm. then the people are like, oh, no, call the police on him. Um, you get what I'm saying? They'll they'll say, hey, we need to call the police. This is ridiculous. Da, 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 da. But if it's a trans woman, they'll just kind of stand there and, and like it's two men fighting. And mm-hmm. well, you know. What I, we don't know what's going on. Did the person trick, and are, is this some type of prostitution? Um, some client and prostitute thing going mm-hmm. on? They kind of just kind of stand there and become like this. These by have this bystander syndrome, and then if it is a relationship, they're looking at it like, oh, that's just what it is, and they don't. They call the police less frequently. Mm-hmm. When the police come. If it's a cisgender woman versus a cisgender man, the police will lock the man up. Okay, mm-hmm. and the woman too, depending on the, the depending violence. on circumstances, yeah. but depending on circumstances. But if it's a cis it's cisgender man and a trans woman, when they come in and get the circumstances, they're least likely to lock anybody up. This is like like a gay relationship or they'll lock both of them up mm-hmm. or they'll come in. And once they hear that it's between a trans woman, they'll be preoccupied with circumstance. Like, is this some type of prostitution? Are y'all on drugs? Like, did you know the tea? And it'll turn into this where almost like they're ridiculing him. 
to see like asking if, weird if, questions. If what happened was just are you gay? Mm-hmm. Instead of asking the details about what's going on in the circumstances, they'll be asking him questions similar to like when we, if if one of us get locked up. Instead of them asking us, you know, the normal jail questions when we get locked up, they will start asking us about surgeries surgeries that we have. Have you had a sex change? And- well, sex change is different because it's it's important to where they put you in the um in the jail but i'm talking about stuff like where did you get your breast done mm. that don't matter <laughs> do you see what i'm saying right. they'll start asking you them curiosity questions that they never got to ask a trans person that type of shit and so it's same thing happened in in the domestic violence situation where they'll start questioning him about his sexuality instead of about the circumstances or he'll lie the cisgender man a lie. And so he could be been living with you, been staying with you for mo- years, months. And because he knows that if he plays the this is a man card instead of the woman, because he's know that there can be if he's beating up a quote unquote cisgender woman compared to you beating up you as a trans woman, there's going to be some bias Mm-hmm. And he can be possibly recommended. You get what I'm saying? He can be well, prop, not recommended. Not um, recommended, but um, reprehended. Yeah. So when, when <laughs> he knows if it's a woman, it's going to be looked down on. Cisgender woman. It's going to be looked down on. You beating up this woman. But if he if he can point out, oh, that's not a, that's not a woman. Because I remember I got into it with my guy and he told my T to the police. Because the police was on some, you know. You trying to fight women and da 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 da, and he went into he being shady because knowing that the police is gonna take he can play that card. He'll say, "Up, oh, that's not no woman, that's a trans." Hmm. And so they'll play that card. Mm-hmm. They'll play that card because they'll they'll play the card because they know that there's gonna be some bias that happens once you play that card. And it's, the crazy thing is when they do that, you see like the. You see the switch of the concern of the officer. It's like it's a mm-hmm. complete switch. It goes into hmm. Uh huh. And they start asking different questions. They don't even care about the injuries or the situation. Uh huh. And that's what usually happens. Mm-hmm. And that I've I've seen that situation happen with my homegirls. I've seen the situation happen with me. I've seen the and it's not just domestic violence situations. Sometimes incidents of violence. Like if you're in public and something happened, you fighting people and they're, they've been bothering, harassing you, following you up the street. And then they're in the total wrong. But as soon as your teeth come out, the officer is like, eh, well, this is what happens. You're a trans person. This is what you asked for. Like almost that's the implication. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. We, rarely, we also rarely hear about trans men that are killed. Um, by their partners in domestic violence. You remember Wilmer Broadnax, where yeah. he was killed by his girlfriend, his wife, um, or lover. And then there was also another guy named Kashmir Nazir Red, and he was killed. He was he was 28 when he got killed by his partner, and she's in jail for a second degree murder. Mm-hmm. So also, we could deal with intimate domestic violence situations as well but also particularly all of us is misgendered usually Mm -hmm. but i think y'all at a higher rate 
when there's some type of domestic violence, mm-hmm. it y'all are definitely misgendered in cases mm-hmm. and um, in what's happening. Like mm-hmm. when they come to, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of incidents where um, like trans men have been like murdered or attacked, and in the in just like with um, Christina. Hunter, mm-hmm. in this particular case, the article will read like it's just two women fighting instead mm-hmm. of it being read as like a domestic violence mm-hmm. situation. Exactly. A domestic, it'd be like, oh, two roommates. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> or something like that. In the lesbian community, it is kind of normalized because it's like, well, we both women. So, I mean, I'll just beat that bitch up. Like, it's kind of like that attitude towards it. It's not really like y'all are normalizing domestic violence it's like we two women fighting and that's what it is even if we are lovers like i know a couple that literally no, fought I, but i don't think that's just lesbian i think that's gay oh true yeah. okay gay. i mean really so like there's there's like a couple i know of they literally like fought in the street like fist fought <laughs> and then like they still together now to this day like they just was like oh, okay we cool like later on like 50 like 30 minutes later they was like in the same car just chilling like nothing happened like it no, was real weird that's so toxic yeah it's kind of like normalized because we both are the same sex ain't nothing wrong with it like it's kind of like the attitude that's lame i never had that attitude ever like i've i've seen like a uh, gay men like just twirl just twirl down and mm-hmm. they're just like they're two guys and they just be chilling at the end but it's but regardless of what you what you identify as and what your what your sexual orientation is um domestic violence, de- is, just domestic so violence is, is horrible either way yeah right mm-hmm. it's, it's like it, it doesn't give it a right because it's a, a man on woman or a woman on woman or a man on man. You don't get a pass. It's, it's all toxic. Keep your motherfucking mitts to yourself. Yeah. Yes. And if keep, somebody you pops you. Yeah. It, sh- it shows you. If somebody hits you and they and they say they love you, that show, that for someone to be violent towards you is them physically showing you that they don't give a fuck about you they don't care if you are harmed in this moment somebody who doesn't care about your physical or just your well-being is not somebody that you need to be around and i i know how some people can um you you could get comfortable with that person being in your life and for and because you they've been in your life for so many years or for so long and they you've gone through so many situations it's hard for you to detach yourself from that person and i think that's what a lot of people go through and and, and i don't want to act like i'm honey innocent isabella <laughs> because i know for me you know i've had situations where i was the violent person in um in my my, really? Yes, I remember. I I will fight. It, but did that like did that build from somewhere? Like, did you, were you in a relationship or did something happen to you prior to that incident where you weren't the violent person and then it and then it kind of was just like all right. I can't see that. <laughs> you can't. I mean, no. No, I'm talking about conditioning. Like, because I always think about like how people develop these characteristics and how do they get to that place where they're at. 
most of the times when I see like um when well, I yeah, think of I, I, been I, in, if like, I, if I if I was going to analyze, yeah, it, dealing dealing just male conditioning, mm-hmm. just dealing with your anger with violence. That, oh, okay, that is, okay. I can see how I can see some history. Somebody bother you, somebody do anything. I was raised to fight about it. Or your parents were, or your father was abusive, or your parents were abusive, so you were used to seeing that. Not you specifically, but just like generally speaking. My mother people. was in abusive relationships, but it, it was a combination of things. Like people fighting in lover's quarrel was really common. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just my mother. It was everybody. <laughs> the From the lady upstairs, from... Uh, it's just that's just uh, people up the street and fighting when you had a problem was a norm in in my particular um, you know in my youth when you had a problem with somebody you all fought <laughs> that's just that's just what it was whether and it wasn't just in the home it was everywhere it was that at school at on the street at the gas station and if somebody got into it it just was a that's what it was. And so for me, it would be. I, I, I can't really explain it. It just would be a rage that would come. It would be a rage and I want to fight. I want you. You lying. I find this number in your pocket and you fucking lying because I already done called a bitch and we already got into it on the phone. That's what happened. So, or something like that. Oh. It's, and so or. um. It'll be something that sparked that rage. And and it for me, I think it's like I can't really really break it down, but it's it, for me it was a rage. It was just a rage would want to come. Stop fucking lying. You are fucking lying. Let's just twirl it out. And ah. you you a nigga, so shit. <laughs> Let's wear out. Ah. And so it would get into it would get to the point where that's we're just twirling. That's what? what it is. So, like, you had situations with your partner where you were, y'all were just twirling. Yep, sure did. How, like, okay, so how did you, like, what was the, how did you guys mend it? Like, so, like, after the twirl, I'm pretty sure you, oh, you no, calmed down. Oh, no, it wasn't that. Or what was. When I twirl you, it's over. Oh, okay. Yeah, it ain't no. Um, oh, we back together. That'd be ooh, yeah. really toxic. But we would be cool. Like I, the the dude I'm thinking about was the first and only dude that it was a it we were we would be violent with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, after him, I'd have to I didn't deal with that because it just mm-hmm. wasn't it just wasn't um, healthy. Yeah, it wasn't healthy. So I I didn't want to be in a relationship like that. Yeah. Um, and I didn't and also his he hit me. In 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 our very first violent incident, he hit me. So once oh, he hit you that first. was established, it was like, oh, okay, so we pop Oh, in. we popping. Oh, okay. So once I got to once once you did that that one time, mm-hmm. the next time I it ain't go- so this is how if I'm comparing it to like how the story goes. You you the dude hit you. And the you young, you like oh he did it that one time he ain't gonna do it again. 
right? That's kind of like then then everybody say, oh, when they do it one time, they'll do it again. Yeah. It's gonna happen again. Blah 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 blah. So for my mindset was okay. <laughs> I let this. I'm in love, and I let this one slide. But who I am as a person, how I play when it comes to violent, mm-hmm. who I am is okay. You surprised me that one time. The next time, if there's a violent situation, you get your leg back. N- not I don't want it. you to surprise me. You're not gonna surprise me. I'm gonna oh. hit you. Oh. So if I feel it coming, <laughs> if I feel violence coming, I'm gonna pop you before you pop me. Uh, but it's like that if I'm fighting um it's like that if I'm fighting regular people mm-hmm. like if I feel like it's getting violent like it's about to pop off I'm the per- cuz when I was in high- when I was in school I used to be the person that I would hate to be the person who got hit first because mm-hmm. that's who everybody think got that lost if you <laughs> like when you know how you mm-hmm. see in school fights yeah. mm-hmm. and you like Really, this person beat you up because you hit them f- because they hit you first. Everybody saying that you lost because you really y- y- like it'll be. I'll see that all the time mm. where I'm like, don't get hit first, mm. don't get hit first. Because if you get and this is just some young child mm-hmm. seeing people fight on the playground or whatever, okay. don't get hit first. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thought process was different. Get hit first, so you can you, tell your parents that, that they, they hit, hit me, me first. And when I get in trouble at school, they hit me, so I pop the ass back. And this is how the twirl started. But outside school, oh no! So I stopped. That's why I used to be like that. My mother used to be like, "If you throw the first lick, you're the one that's gonna get in trouble. But if you don't throw the first lick, but that's when I start seeing people getting a better." Um, Oh, I know exactly when this when I when I learned this. I got in a fight in a group home. And that was what I was thinking. I gotta let him hit me first. This nigga hit me so motherfucking hard that I blacked out. And it scared the fuck out of me. Where I had never been hit that hard. I was like, what? And so I told myself that day, I'm never gonna let a motherfucker hit me first. Ever. <laughs> you get either I'm gonna not know it's coming, but if I feel it's coming, oh, you're not gonna get that first lick because it scared me. And I think I was like 12, and then nigga said bop, and I was like, damn. So did it <laughs> like, get? What was that? Did you see stars? Huh? Did you see stars? Did it get no. blurry? Then some. I it black. It was black. No. Like I, I was like, what? It just happened. I never had got hit that hard, mm-hmm. and so. And so I know you're not gonna you. It's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna get me first. And so that's what my mindset. So once he hit me that first time, and I knew that that, that you you a popping nigga, you a nigga that hit me. Mm-hmm. Oh, from that moment on, I'm talking about I'm gonna bust <laughs> you in the head with a bottle. I'm I'm gonna get you first. You're not gonna get me first. Mm-hmm. You once I feel like it's I'm already in that moment. We were standing the very first time I was coming up. We were arguing and I'm coming up behind him mm-hmm. and we're arguing about whatever, what, whatever went on. And, and when I come up the stairs, he's saying, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, nah, motherfuckers, you shut the You got to say we're arguing. And he just said, map and smack me. What? And I was shocked 
Because first of all, this is my first love. I've never been in a domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. And I've just never been in this situation. So I stand there like, what gagging. the fuck? Gagging. Because when it happens, you because when I don't think nobody thinks that they're going to be in a domestic. Of course, they're not going to think they're going to be in a domestic violence relationship, a violent relationship. And but when you it happens, love this person like, and you like what just happened like in my mind it was like it was just crazy so but i'm in love and you know all this you know these feelings that i never felt before so we get over it but after that moment i said you not gonna you not gonna sneak me again oh you told him that i know this is my mind my own personal mind so you not gonna sneak me again you not gonna um you're not gonna be able for me to not be off. For you're not gonna catch me where I'm not on guard. And so the next time it happened, which probably was like a year later, it was not him hitting me. It was <laughs> me hitting him. And so, and I and I, I and who I am, I took it to the extreme because I know I'm not gonna be with a nigga that I think I can whoop hands up. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying I'm not I don't like weak ass niggas I'm not gonna be with a nigga that I think I can be cause how the fuck you gonna protect me when we out in the street <laughs> you see what I'm saying so I'm not I'm not gonna be with a nigga like that you feel what I'm saying that's go just keeping away, it real go away wait what, what? <laughs> that's legit I'm sure any woman would feel no, that I'm talking way. about fighting I'm pretty oh, sure okay. I would. but you can have his back so much so where his twirling no, I'm, I'm not sure. gonna be with I'm no nigga that I think I can I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be with no dude. Like I'm that. pretty sure any woman would feel that way if I can <laughs> whoop his ass. What oh. makes you think he can whoop anybody else? No, I'm not gonna be with no nigga that I think <laughs> I can whoop. So when I fight, so I'm gonna fight you like I think I can't whoop you. So it's not going to be fair. <laughs> and so it wasn't fair. And at the end of the day. <laughs> He was bloody, oh wore out, and just wore out. It just it just wasn't fair, and he didn't understand how I could do that. And I was like, well, <laughs> I didn't understand how you could smack me the last time, but now that I know that you can do it, I'm going to show you what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what it was. Uh, and so after that after that time that he's bloody and bleeding and blah, 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 because I didn't bust his head with pipes and my homegirls that jumped in. My, it's a, you wore out. Oh, it's you a whole, wore out, it's wore a whole war, 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 war. And so uh, once that happened, once we got to this level, I don't need to be with you no more. For real. And so we weren't together after that. It was, you know, that's just what it is. And some people yeah. do stay after that, though. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. Mm. Once we get Neither. to this level, because what's next? You see what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's next? Like, what's next? What are we going to do next? So that's kind of what um, what I was thinking. I do think I do think a lot of the conversations do need to involve the intersections of black women dealing with domestic violence mm-hmm. it black um black cis women and trans women instead it's like you would think the narrative is um 
random people just come up which random people do try mm-hmm. random people just coming up and just killing y'all when it's people y'all know and intimate partners and clients and people that are you know what i mean it's just like people y'all know i do feel like that conversation should be amplified and that's another way we can try to bridge that gap between cis women and trans women yeah definitely yeah definitely and being in circles of conversation mm-hmm. because i think because cis women not all of them but um a lot of them especially the more conservative cis women mm-hmm. they don't consider us women right. so so they don't see no type of comparison they don't see any kind of comparison you are different um of course they think we got that superhuman man strand for that, real you know that you know you should be able to put to hold your own with a nigga they do think that <laughs> and so you know i and part of me but violence is violence at the end of the day i'm any nigga that i fought it's it's not because i'm stronger than him usually it's because i didn't let him overpower me in the sense of get me first any type of nigga that i whooped it is because i went to a such an extreme that it was a shock like mm-hmm. i don't fight niggas that i think can beat me fair like we not, i'm not gonna sit up here with some fist up hands up throwing hands with your nigga ass been fucking football playing and wrestling yeah. i'm not gonna fucking do that with you i'm pounds and more a day yeah and most of my life I have not been as big as I am now. And it's not like I'm strong now. It's not like I'm lifting weights and da 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 But I didn't have the size that I have now. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was slim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, nigga, I'm not about to go. And I ain't play no sports and lift no weights. I was slim and skinny. I ain't not strong. I'm not fucking playing no hands up with your motherfucking ass. So you can knock me the fuck out. You got me fucked up. <laughs> I'm busting your head to the white meat with something. Oh. I'm amaze you. I'm going to do something that's going to even the playing field. And I'm, I'll, I'll sneak you. Like, that's just, I can't, I can't fight you fair. This ain't no motherfucking David and Goliath shit. <laughs> I ain't no Christian. I ain't got no Jesus on my side. <laughs> oh my God. I, got, I had to seek you. I'm going, I'll wait. I, you get what I'm saying? I'm the type that I'll wait till you ain't, you might have punked me in this one little moment. You might have punked. I remember when I was in school, in high school, nigga punked me in the hallway. Punked me. Like pushed me up against a, a push me up against a locker or some little and you weak just ass paid shit. it, but I paid it. But that anger in me that, that it was still in there. Boy, and think about that until the last <laughs> day. Oh no, no, I wasn't until the last day. I knew that I couldn't get you hands up. You a big ass nigga. I waited till we got in the cafeteria. Now he he feeling all manly. Yeah. <laughs> I pushed him. I pushed him. That faggot. He ain't fighting back. Uh, yeah. yeah. He he uh, give me his props. Oh, you punk that faggot. All this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Baby, I had walked through the whole line to get mm-hmm. my food. Got my tray of food. Got two trays. Walked, paid for my tray, put my tray down. Had a whole extra tray under there. And as I walked past him, 
bash his motherfucking whole head with that tray. <laughs> and you know them big heavy cafeteria mm. tray. I just <laughs> took it to the side, like from the side. Ooh. Like, no, not the like side this. of it. Woo. Like Ooh. like you throwing a frisbee at somebody and yes. if you don't let it go. Uh-huh. Boom. And bust his whole motherfucking Ooh. head. Oh. Gassed him, bleeding, had to go to the nurse, had to go to the place to <laughs> get stitches because he didn't see me coming. Baby. But you... That's I had to play you like that. But the bag probably <laughs> was building up until lunch. Right. No, no, no. We were going to lunch. Oh, when it happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. We were going to lunch. So it, I didn't let it just slide a whole day, which I, I've done that too. But it, that's just what it is. Like, I knew that I had to not fight you fair. And mm. so I'm not going to fight no nigga hands up. And so... Because I know I'm not gonna beat you. It's not because I got super superhuman man strength. I haven't been doing man shit all my fucking life. I ain't been fucking doing no fucking like my brothers. Them niggas athletics as fuck. <laughs> they, you know, they've been playing football. They've been playing basketball. They've been doing nigga shit. I ain't been doing that. So my muscles ain't built up like you. So if I wrestle you, you gonna throw me around, slam me. All kinds of shit that I can't do to your big, strong, fucking pit bull ass. I'm not fighting no nigga hands up. But but there are some cis women who have been working out and playing major sports the rest of the for a long time. Mm-hmm. So would you consider them on the same level? I don't know. I wouldn't consider. I my thing is, <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, I it's the the thing about it is there's some cis women that are athletic. That are stronger than me. Mm-hmm. It's just it. Everybody is different in their athleticism. It's not really. There is a level of gender something, biological sex something, that when we that goes into the conversation about um, like trans people in, in and sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of obvious stuff there, but I'm just saying my personal situation. I don't be fucking. I don't fuck with niggas who I feel like. Are, are strong, <laughs> are are weak, and so I'm, and I like niggas taller than me, so I'm dealing with some 6'4", 260, 290, I'm, I, and I like niggas, I don't like niggas that's skinny skinny, so you know what I'm saying, I like some niggas with some weight on them, I like to feel like I'm protected, so I'm not gonna be with somebody that I, that I feel like I can whoop, hands up. Now, will I try to whoop you? Yes. If you, if we need to do it, that's what it is. But I'm going to level the playing field in some kind of way. I'm going to do that. That's just what it is. And so it's not because I got some Superman strength. It's just because I'm sneaky. I'm a sneaky ass bitch. Just going to do it in a sneaky ass way. But I done did that to other. I done did that to the gay niggas. I done did that to cis women. I just don't fight fair. <laughs> To be honest, I don't either. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I get next to you. You see what I'm saying? No, you can't yes. play these games. No. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, why especially these? Because this I'm is small. <laughs> I'm small, but even when I fought cis women, I wasn't fair. And what? if even though I was athletic, when I fought cis women, I still wasn't fair. Okay, but have you been in any violent relationship? Or not no. just vi- You haven't had any violence? Mm-mm, no. <laughs> I don't hope to be either. That's just, that's horrible. If you really love somebody, you're not about to pop them. I, it's just been around me. Um, like, this is my first relationship, so. Um, or just guys that I've, I've dealt with that weren't in a relationship for a long time. That hasn't happened to me, thankfully. But 
to my mom and to my sister. I've I've seen it firsthand. I've seen I've been the person on the opposite side being like, bitch, why? Okay, so we're gonna get all your shit. We're gonna leave. Okay, cool. You, you sure you're gonna leave? You leaving this time? Okay, cool. Let's go get the shit. The next day, hey, where you at? Oh, girl, I have. I I just came back, girl. I just you know I couldn't do that. And he said he wasn't tripping anymore. And blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, well, bitch, don't call me next time. If you matter of fact, when you're ready, you're gonna be ready, and I'll be there. But don't call me until you're ready, cause. Girl, I didn't talk to you out of uh, leaving, leaving so many times. I didn't been there when you done got wore out and I done picked up the pieces. I done been in all these domestic violence situations where we got a crowd of people fighting us and then the cops come and all this extra like bitch. And with your particular incident, your particular situation is he loves your sister. You the trans person. Mm-hmm. And so that he doesn't love that he might be transphobic and so his 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 rage being mad at her might come out on you in a whole different situation and when they make up y'all still enemies you see what i'm saying that kind of stuff yeah he almost got shot before and i was like well girl my niece is in my hands so you finna shoot me Uh, let me let me put my niece down we could twirl, but you're not gonna shoot me. Like those and I, my homegirl, it wasn't even her sisters. It was her homegirl that was a cis woman. She she that she's from St. Louis. She was a trans girl from St. Louis. She was she was taking the dude was beating up her cis homegirl. Her his uh, her boyfriend was beating her up, and her trans girlfriend was like, "Yo, stop hitting her!" Mm-hmm. Like. And got in the middle. Wasn't even hitting him, but got in the middle of them to mediate to, it. to stop him from beating her up. Mm-hmm. And he took out a pistol and pistol whooped her and shift her silicone in her face. Mm-hmm. Her whole face is fucking lopsided and split and fucked up Damn. because he jumped into a domestic violent dispute to stop him from beating on this girl. And then because she, you mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, wait, her you, boyfriend. Well, you say he jumped into a dis- a domestic violence situation. Did I say he? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. She, her trans girlfriend, mm-hmm. jumped into the situation with to make sure he wasn't jump beating her up. Mm-hmm. And so, pistol whooped and, and, and that can happen. Face deformed yeah. for the rest of your life. Because yeah. they're not going to... They're, they're violent towards cis women and they may be holding back, but they may not be. But they definitely are not going to hold back with you because they don't view you as a, a woman. A woman in or, general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you. it's all no. It's no hoes bars against you. I can, from, I can wear it out. Yeah. From my experience, whenever I got into fights with cis men, because they happen. <laughs> whenever, oh, you yeah. Whenever I got into fights with them, there was some restraint at a certain point. So I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. At a yeah. certain point, they do show some type of restraint. But I don't know about now. I still haven't fought a guy. A transition. I'm pretty sure it would be different now. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But, <laughs> yes. You, just, um, you see it in videos. You see it in, yes. in engagement. Malaysia Booker is a, yes. a prime example. It, ex- um, it accelerates to a level that it wouldn't accelerate. Exactly. With, uh, 
It's not saying the cis men won't. person. Right. It's 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 not the cis men won't hit a woman. And go That's, to the extent of killing. Because they do. But going to the extreme in the way that they do is just different. Mm-hmm. In a public situation. Exactly. We're not talking about closed doors. They'll beat the fuck out of you behind closed doors when mm-hmm. nobody's seeing. But how they do it in public because mm-hmm. of the shame that is around beating women. Mm-hmm. Because people will get involved, yeah. But they're less likely to get involved if they feel like it's a trans person. You, yes, you've seen it in videos, you've or you've mm-hmm. probably seen it in person, and even or, in the the attacker. Mm-hmm. The attacker is less. It's just publicly they're less. They don't go as far. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll smack a girl in public if they just feel. And that's why I'm glad I trained myself <laughs> not to fight fair. Cause yeah. they don't care. It's like you seen that trans guy get sucker punched in a store in a gas station for wearing a shirt that had something to do with trans women. I think he had just and had he like got a, a sucker trans punch. Flag, right? I think he had a shirt and a flag. Mm. Anyways, they just sucker punched him. I was like, okay. And I go, <laughs> like, that's why I'm really aware of what's going on, especially if I got something related to trans stuff. Yeah. Because these niggas don't care. Yeah, as a trans part, just as a trans woman, my, my senses are real heightened when, I, when I'm out and about. But more so just because... I've been in so many situations where I'm just chilling, like hmm, this mm-hmm. minding my own motherfucking business, you know. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, everything around me just went from zero to a hundred, and I'm gagging, trying to figure out what happened. And people are catching mm-hmm. me up, talking about, "Oh, them niggas said you was a, they said you was a man, and now everybody is questioning me." And then they upset because somebody bought and brought me a drink, and somebody. Just all this, like stuff like that has happened to me. Yeah, so same. now, mm-hmm. like, just I'm always aware of my surroundings, like, very conscious. Tell me this Has your father ever been violent to your mother? No, just emotionally. Like, he just, like, cusses out. Or Not cuss at her, but did a lot of. Man- he's very. He, I don't know about now, but he had a lot of manipulative ways. Give me an example. Okay, so, like, I remember I talked about one instance. I remember my mom telling me. I talked about this before, but I remember my mom telling me that he threatened to take us away from her because she wanted to move back to California. She's not from here. Mm -hmm. She don't have nobody here. So she wanted to go back after they was going through a lot of stuff. He threatened to take us away and was like, you know, I make more money, blah, 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 and all that bullshit. And also, like, he'll, I remember my oldest sister. So financial abuse. Yeah, and then my oldest sister told me that he bought her like mean stuff for christmas like bought like uh, like say something like a toothbrush or something like um yeah like toothpaste or like something like that to where it'd be like real petty just a lot of she did go through a lot of emotional abuse and his manipulation what about your mother and father oh that well i never i never seen it but um I was told about it. Um, oh, you I never seen it? no, I never seen. Uh, well, thankfully, I never seen it up close. Mm. They had a very, uh, root, very routine thing that they would do where they would just throw us in the room. I would hear it, mm. but they would throw us in the room, shut the door, and we'd be in the room for hours. They or your mom? 
I don't remember specifically who will put me put me put us in the room, but I just remember we will be in the room and all you will hear is just chaos. And that that's the only thing I remember, but I, I mean we um we got beat mm. when I was <coughs> I guess I would say yeah, uh, I think a woman start over. Start over as far as just explaining it right now. I just coughed. I didn't. Want oh, to. um, like I, th- I definitely think there's a difference between getting a um discipline like a whooping versus like a beating. And I feel like we we got beat a couple of times. Um, but I never seen my mom get physically abused. But I she told us about it. Mm. Like she told us about um. You were uh, here, and then she told you. About yes, it. Yeah. there. She said there was a time. Um, she um, she didn't. I think she didn't want to do something and he got his homeboys and they held him da- held her down and they beat her with a bat and um they he was he was abusive but mm. like when I talked to him about it well I haven't really talked to him about it recently but when I did when I was younger he kind of just like brushed it off really and said it didn't happen and like I think that's like main the one of the main reasons why I can't like I really don't have a close relationship with him because I like I can't just pretend like everything is hunky dory and rainbows and gun drops and candy and shit and you've done all this you won't hold yourself accountable or even apologize about it. It's kind of just go wrong like nothing happened. My mother, my. Yeah, my middle brother his his father was the one who was the violent one and i would hear it behind closed doors um like my mother would either my mother would eat my mother would either put me in the room or my mother would go in the room and cl- close the door so i wouldn't see things um but i would hear it like you i would hear certain things and then there was one incident um where we were coming from my aunt Joe's house. We were coming from my aunt Joe's. We had been there. They had been drinking and they were playing spades, you know, some old school shit and just family get together or whatever. And we was coming home. And I don't know if like my mom had embarrassed him. And mm-hmm. This is my family's house. So this is my mother's family. And he was there with us. And I don't know if she had embarrassed him or something she had said or what it was. And my, we were coming home and I, we were in this ugly ass throw up pea green car <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got out the car and my mother got out the car and I remember him hitting her so hard that she fell back and hit the concrete mm. and that was in my face. And so and it, it, the gag was that my mother's cousins were there, male cousins. They didn't do nothing. And they didn't do nothing. What? And so that was strange to me because that's not, that's out of character for them too. Mm. And so it all of it was strange to me. My mother ended up getting pregnant with my little brother, the one that came after me. And she, as we've gotten older and she was able to have the conversations with me as a woman to woman, she was like, the problem was she didn't want to get fucking pregnant. Mm. And so she, she hadn't, she didn't have my brother until seven years later. She was like, I didn't want to have a baby by this nigga. And I did everything that I could possibly do, even getting on pills and do da 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 da. And soon as I get the courage to lead this motherfucker, 
I get fucking knocked up. Mm. And I don't believe in abortion. Mm. And she was like, ugh. So here I am, this nigga who I don't want to be with, I done got fucking pregnant by this fucking nigga. Mm. And so it was a thing. And she was like, God, I finally got out of I finally... Cause she was like, you can see her maneuvering to leave. Cause she had, um, we had, it's not, it's not section eight. It's not section eight, but it's, um, she didn't have section eight, but she low income. She had a low, it was a low income apartment. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't want to move cause her rent wasn't high and she had a job Mm -hmm. and you get what I'm saying? It was her apartment. She, she didn't want to leave, but this Mm -hmm. nigga, ain't leaving you get what i'm saying it was a, it was a she bunch of shit and leave. she couldn't call the police and say that he was there because then the people who with the low income would know because of the police report oh. you know what i'm saying so it was had. so many so she was maneuvering to try to get this motherfucker out Damn. and she was like then i fucking get pregnant and this month you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. now i gotta be stuck with this motherfucker of a life <laughs> and so um then she the his his other children because he had two children before my little brother he had two kids already and they was like he was ten years older than my mother too mm-hmm. so I didn't you know when I'm younger I'm thinking my mom, your mama's grown no matter what age right. she is <laughs> she's yeah. grown but my mama was literally like seventeen and he was like twenty nine. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh. So, but seventeen to hurt your child is grown to you. And so I didn't know all of the stuff until I got older. And so she was trying to maneuver. And his his girlfriend before my mom, she was like, you used to talk shit about me. But I warned you. Like, I told you. He going to do the same shit to you. He used to black my eyes. She ended up getting cool with her. Like, she was That's like, crazy. I told you. She was like, you thought I was trying to hate on your little relationship. I was ha- happy that he moved on to you. That's because he used to be my ass just like that, mm-hmm. and when he moved on to you, I I could I was free, bitch. <laughs> Her name was Tanya. She was like, Damn. "Girl, you know, like you, I was free. I wasn't trying to hate on you. Get your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm free now. I was stuck with this motherfucker because I had two kids by him, and now you stuck too." And I remember her having a conversation with my mom, and so that kind of was the um. Mm. Just the nature of the relationship. Like, it was like, this is this is a violent relationship. And so I knew I didn't want to be in that relationship. I knew I didn't want to be in that. And growing up, I didn't want to be that type. Because I was like, why would you stay with a nigga that's beating you up? Da, 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 da. Not until I got older and understood love and relationships. Da, 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 and the complications of how you shit. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not as easy as... One, two, three. Just leave. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just for me, it wasn't that easy. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of dynamics. You know, it's a lot of dynamics that I didn't understand as a child. Mm-hmm. And so even my grandmother, my grand, my grandmother, before we got, before I transitioned, remember I told you, my grandmother's issue was about my transition. Prior to me being, um, walking in my truth, my grandmother wasn't really, you know, she was a bitch, but you know what I'm saying? We didn't have a... <laughs> We didn't have a hate for each other. It wasn't like a disconnect. So, and I stayed with her from like third grade to like fifth grade. And. So like two years. About two years. Because I, my mother, um, I can't remember. My mother had got pregnant with my youngest brother. And um, she, there was, because I was older, 
she was like, I can't, like, if something's going on, I can't whoop. You know, like, if something, I can so... She started to my my grandfather was in the in my grandmother's house. She was like I she you know because my dad wasn't in my life. She was like I feel like you might need a now that you're getting older. I think I was like nine or ten, third grade, yeah, like nine. Mm-hmm. And she was like now that you get older, you might need a man in your life. And my grandfather was with my grandmother, and so mm-hmm. she let me stay with my grandmother because my grandfather was in the household, and you know mm-hmm. you need a man in your life. Mm-hmm. So. um but my grandfather was fucking abusive, like ab- abusive, drunk and abusive. And the cliche you see on the TV screen. Everything. Damn. Everything cliche. And so, and would just hit her like a fucking nigga. Like just would punch her like a fucking nigga. And I'm like, what? And I would be thinking like, and I'm nine. So it's not, I'm not, I can't beat this grown man or even, you know, protect her in any kind of way. Um, I would try. <laughs> I do um, and it it just would be situations where I didn't understand relationships. At nine years old and younger, I didn't understand relationships. I didn't understand, and this was a seed of why I started not to like my grandmother too. And this wasn't fair to her, but I just this just me being honest. There was a seed of you are stupid. Like it, and but this is because I was a nine year old. Mm. <laughs> I didn't understand how you can let this dude punch you, beat you, and then call the police, get him out of the house, and then spend money to go get him out of jail and let him come back. Ooh, it babe. was it was strange as fuck to me. And mind you, I have I come from a lineage of women who had their children young. Mm. So when I was nine, my grandmother. My grandmother was born in 1948. Middle 20s, maybe. Oh, no, no, no. 30s. Because, yeah. But, the, like, during that time, so like, 90, wasn't there an be... era where, like, they were used to domestic violence? Like, it was common. Wait, so, my mother. 40s. Yeah, she was in her 40s. 40s. So, she wasn't, you know what I'm saying? She's not old. This is not some 60-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah. This is a young, beautiful, vibrant woman. <laughs> mm. And so... This it just was different. It just they I just didn't understand it, and I started not like her because it was causing me problems. And also, this was a thing. This was when the teasing and shit started. So this is when the faggots and the you know the stuff at school started to be a problem too. So in that moment, two things I was hating that my mother made me come live with them. That's number one. My mother was my god, so I hated going fucking living with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm in this, then I'm coming living in a situation with this dude, my grandfather, who, when he's not drunk, he's fucking amazing, affirming, amazing, live for shit that I live for. You get what I'm saying? Like, not affirming gender wise, but affirming, because uh, I wasn't, tra- I hadn't, it's nine, I wasn't, tra- I hadn't transitioned yet. But he, like, shit, like, shit that people would call would not want me to do because it was too girly, my grandfather lived for it. Like, me, <laughs> Running around, um, um, I'm your baby tonight. Being Whitney Houston, <laughs> baby, my grandfather would live for it. Like he's kicking, like he's it's his sickening. It was, it was fun. It, it was fun, and he encouraged it. He's the one who got me listening to Billie Holiday, and like he was into music and women, and you. He just it was when he wasn't drunk. It was like a total different person, hmm. and so. 
But when he got drunk, it just turned into a totally different person. So I was angry about my mother putting me in that situation, angry about my grandmother keep letting him come back. I thought she was stupid. It's, it was kind of strange because of the because of the because of the positive side of my grandfather when mm-hmm. he wasn't drinking. I liked my grandfather better than my grandmother. Mm. That probably was the case for her. She probably was like, he'll change. He'll stop drinking. He's a nice person. Absolutely. I think that's the case. Yeah. I, but my view of her, my grandmother is a bitch whether she's drinking or not drinking. Mm. Like her personality. Like she is a bitch. Like I just can't. Just, she's just somebody who is just a naturally mean person. Mm. How are you naturally? Angry? I've met. I've had some they're people just, like that in my family. They're just um, naturally. I mean. definitely know. They're just naturally. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's no matter what's going on. If they're, they're happy, it's still something it's where they'd be like, mean, nah, 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 nah. yeah. It's just she's just a mean <laughs> person. She's just a pit bull of a woman. And so, I liked my grandfather better. Even though he was violent when he was, <laughs> mm. but I knew she wasn't physically violent. She'll cut you out and call you bitch ass, faggot motherfuckers, and you know <laughs> she'll cut you out and do all that. Re, That's re, her. Re, 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 and honey, he'll take, he'll get enough and bap, and it just would turn into something. And so, but I knew he wasn't supposed to be violent to her, and so mm. I would be on her side because you are a big man hitting this small five two woman and you just i know this is wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so but i would be like why are you so fucking stupid why are you always cussing why are you always da 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 why are you letting him come back after he done beat your fucking ass (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so there was a level of this is the seed of dislike for my grandmother that also started there. And then when I transitioned, it just got worse. But this was the seed of dislike. So there was some sense of multiple things and violence in my youth where I had examples of, no, I didn't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. But when I get in a relationship, this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, this is and what happened. And that's not something that's in your control when it Sometimes. usually happens. I feel like it, yeah. Like, the people that I've seen get out of those situations, like my sister and my mom, my mom basically was like, I'm done. I I think she said I'm done, and and my father ended up moving and and split our family apart. So my sister went with him, and my mom... uh, my mom kept me. That's strange. I know. I always you, thought that you, you was strange. You would think that the girl would go with mm-hmm. the mom and the boy when you were younger would go, mm-hmm. you know, with the dad. Right. But but my father didn't want boys. And he, he used to call me a faggot. Mm. So I could see I, I could see how he wouldn't want me in, in that sense or take me. And um, so they... She ended up moving away from the uh, the town that we stayed in, which was Lubbock. So she moved from mm-hmm. Lubbock to Waco. And um, my sister, she she just, I think there was a night where it was a time where they got into it. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to choose my children over you. And she didn't want uh, my niece and my nephew to, to go through that anymore. And she just was like, you know, I'm done. Just growing up with my father um, being abusive 
she didn't see i don't think she's seen any of it because she was really young she was really Mm -hmm. really young but just just the people around her like me telling her you know you don't have to do this you have support and that was mainly um the reason why i was always there because i felt like well not just because i said i was going to be there it's my sister and like i just didn't want her to be struggling on her own and until she could get to where she was where she could financially be able to take care of them i just wanted to be there but um it was i think it was hard for both of them my mom and my sister to be like okay i'm done because i seen they both went through a a lot and it was just like okay i'm done and i know i'm pretty sure they had people on their side telling them okay like when are you going to be done with this and i I remember when my sister was going through her uh physical with, her, with the violence with her her, her baby's father what with her children's father um it was just people like me and my friends we were like you know what we we're coming to your rescue but you keep going back and that's hurting us now because we we we're going in we're we're being put in situations where it, it may be violent or situations where we could be apprehended by the police and or situations where we're getting wore out by him and his friends and, and you're hurting us as well so we was like okay well you know when you're ready you're ready you're gonna do it and she was just like you're right and, after and that's she got- a way for them the abuser to isolate them mm-hmm. from from, the, from their, their friends and their mm-hmm. help and their support mm-hmm. that that's a way in where these motherfuckers where when you say i can't keep coming and helping you and i have to fight this nigga or i have to be in these situations that you gonna keep coming back mm-hmm. and if you if you set your boundaries you can as a supportive friend or sister or family member whatever you once you set that boundary that i'm not gonna keep coming back helping you after we try to get you out now you separate you now she's isolated and that makes it get worse mm-hmm. and it and that's what happened but mm-hmm. I, I but i ended up going back and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try to fix this and we're gonna figure it out we end up leaving Good. but I, when she got out of the the domestic violence situation um she was just like yeah like there was nothing that y'all could have told me to leave i i there was just one day I was just tired. I was just tired of it. And I said, shit, I'm not doing this anymore. It it, it just, it didn't matter. I didn't care anymore. I didn't, it, I was just done. I know I've heard stories of my big mama having to stab a nigga, shoot a nigga. She wasn't playing that, but I was like, damn. I think your I father's situation is a little, not harder. I, I don't know. I want to, I don't want to give it harder, but I think that is the more common the manipulative kind of um Mm -hmm. i think so too because i have uh uh-uh in the same situation right now like it's kind of like you observe it and you see it if you kind of been seeing it and i think that's why it's so hard for him to manipulate me out of everybody because he's still kind of you can kind of feel that vibe from him yeah 
he can he's still kind of like that but i can see it and identify it and be like okay i'm gonna just move over here to you off that bullshit like i'm not about to we can't have a relationship if you constantly trying to manipulate me into detransitioning like it's not gonna happen so that's kind of the vibe i feel with him and i feel like that's part of the reason why him and my mom stayed married for so long even though they were separated until he found the wife that he's with now they was separated for like since i was eight and they didn't get divorced till i was like 17 or 18 so it was just like he wouldn't like sign the papers or nothing i don't think so i don't think they they never just handled it and my mom wasn't aggressive enough she's a very submissive woman and your dad picks a specific exactly woman exactly your dad picks a specific type of latinx woman mm-hmm. who or white because he's dated white women mm-hmm. that 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 he's the breadwinner exactly so there's a a, a certain level of control mm-hmm. he can control what you do where you go blah 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 blah. even picking women that barely speak english right that he exactly. picks a very specific type of woman and you know yes that, i'm very aware of that but yes. nobody and i really think that's <laughs> I really think that's part of the reason why my family, his sisters and his mom disapprove of their relationships because they could probably kind of see that but won't say it. And also they could maybe sense some anti-blackness that he has. And you know, you just never know. And I really feel like a lot of that was passed on to me as normalized. And I'm trying to undo that. If that makes sense, like undo that, that anti-blackness in me. Um, oh, oh, the manipulating. Oh, I don't manipulate. Oh, I th- that's what I thought you were talking. Oh no, no, about. I'm talking about anti-blackness, okay. like that type of. Not to say he ain't teach me stuff, but I feel like my mom was more culturally interested in black folks than he was. Mm. So it, it's weird. Like it's just weird. Uh, it's just weird. I, I, it's really well, stops me. You're conscious of it. Yeah, that's what really stops me from wanting to rekindle that because of knowing all that you did to my mom and then trying to make it seem like she was the problem. Like, uh, it's just so much. Like, he would tell me stuff negatively about her and then she would tell me stuff negatively about him and they would just kind of vent to me and my sister about all the bad shit they do and shit all the parents shit yes do. exactly and my sister she used to be like why are you telling us this why are you telling this and i didn't understand and i'm kind of like oh I, like little me i'm like thank you for making me aware but then as i grow up it kind of tells me like my parents they have no respect for each other so it's kind of hard for me to even want to bring them in the same space together. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some tips on um, domestic violence that you can give us, Mia? Well, I, the tips that I have, um, like if you're in an unsafe relationship or know someone else who is in immediate help or, or need resources, they are available. There is a national domestic violence hotline. Yes, we're going to put that in the bottom. There are some anti-violence programs. Um, the U.S. has about 40 LBGT anti-violence organizations that provide a, r- a range of support services. 
um, we'll provide a link to that as well. Even if you're not in a, des- a domestic violent relationship, you never know if you might need these. Yeah, and definitely let somebody know what's going on. Don't keep it to yourself. Let somebody know because we out here getting murdered by our intimate partners. And if people don't know what's going on, they may not know the circumstances or where to look. Or, you know, if this person was a potential danger to you from a long time. And so um, make don't sure you let somebody. Yeah. And if you a dude, don't be like, I'm going to just suck that shit up. I'm a man. I'm, you know, she could hit me. I'm a nigga. Man, you still in an abusive situation. Y'all shouldn't be hitting each other, period. Period. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, I think we did a show, y'all. What? Yeah. It's one thirty-eight. Yeah. Our whole show is on <laughs> domestic violence. <laughs> hey, else? it's something that's really impacting the trans woman specifically. Yeah, we just, community. We just talked about a woman that just got stabbed. <laughs> yes, and it happens. <laughs> and it happens often. a lot, a lot with cis women and trans women. So yes. that's something we definitely have in common, regardless of our um gender identity regardless of our sexuality as we uh, expressed earlier it is in same-sex couples and heterosexual couples Mm -hmm. um it just it affects our lives so um yeah we will talk to y'all next week yeah have a good one all right bye bye y'all bye well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate you can listen to us on itunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right. Don't you worry about a thing. Baby, it's going to be all right.